0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the second episode of The Current Events Coverage. My name is Amber Zee. I'm your host and today we are joined by co-founder and co-president of The Current Events Chronicle, Arya Agarwal and longtime writer and contributor to The Current Events Chronicle, Rina Gupta. Uh, While we have Arya and Rina here with us today, we're going to jump headfirst into the core of journalism. Of course, Journalism is the backbone of any good news story, and at CEC, we put a very strong emphasis on the importance of well written, factually correct, and non biased journalism. Today, we're going to explore how this journalism comes to be, the importance it plays in conveying news to the people, and why it's so important in the news industry. Before we fully get started, it would be awesome if you guys could give us a follow at Current Events Chronicle on Instagram. Your guys' support means everything to us, and we can't be here without you guys. So if you want to check out our articles, it's all on our Instagram page. It would be awesome if you guys could head over and just give us some likes and read some of our articles. All right, firstly, Aria, as a person who has been part of uh, the Current Events Chronicle for a super long time now, as a co-founder and co-president, you know a lot about news. So in your opinion, why is journalism so important, and uh, what role does it play in the news industry?
1: Uh... So, when we first founded The Current Events Chronicles about a year and a half ago now, we noticed that there was a disconnect between students, particularly of the high school age demographic, and those of mainstream media because a lot of what mainstream media was writing is either a too complicated, too inaccessible because you need a membership to view most of it, or it was just inconvenient for students like us to read because we all depend on our social media platforms for a lot of what we get. So, Journalism, and specifically what we do here at the Current Events Chronicles, is important because we're educating a new demographic, our future, our youth, on what's going on around us, what exactly we can do about it, and we're just building more civically oriented citizens for the future. So that's what we're aiming to do here, and I think so far we've done a pretty good job building our organization to accomplish that standpoint.
0: Yeah, I really agree with it, actually. I think uh, what CEC has done is definitely made news articles a lot more accessible to students. Of course, we don't really have as much time as I say normal people might in their nine to fives. Uh, we're busy all the time. And of course, as you mentioned, memberships are really expensive. And I'm sure a lot of us aren't making bank yet. So everything that we post on CEC definitely has made a really good impact on students. So. Uh, with that, um, how do you think journalism plays a part in sending news to the people or in um, our specific case to the students?
1: So we at the CEC, we don't actually do our own research. Obviously we're not big enough. We're just students again. So a lot of what we do is we cite and we research multiple different sources, looking at you know, many mainstream news organizations, but making sure that everything is fact-checked and you know, concise and deliberate in what we say. And we, in sending news to the people, what we're really just doing is providing people an outlook into their world. Because think of it like this, you spend all day in your four walls, how are you gonna know, know about what's beyond these four walls? That's what, we really, that's what we're really trying to do here. So that's our topic and our goal here.
0: Mm-hmm. Reena, as a student, do you feel like you could have any insight, like how a CEC kind of impacted you in a way?
2: Oh uh, Yeah, for sure. So CEC that is definitely more, um, it's a lot easier to get access to as a student. And I feel like I don't have that much time during the day to necessarily go to a major news source and look at um, an article, look at the news, watch the news. And this is just a lot more convenient in the way that I can just scroll, read a short Instagram article and learn all the information that I have to on that topic.
0: Yeah, that's really awesome. I'm sure a lot of students actually share Uh, a similar sentiment with you guys uh, about how journalism that has been created by CEC has really made a huge impact in their lives. Uh, Now, Rena, of course, you're one of our senior writers, uh, one of our longest writers here at CEC. You've written more than 35 articles now for CEC, which is absolutely incredible, by the way. Um, During your your time writing for CEC, what have you found to be some elements of really good journalism? In other words, from your point of view, what forms the basis of a really well-written article?
2: Okay, so I think that um, being unbiased is definitely one of the biggest elements of journalism, unless, of course, you're writing an op-ed, but an article from an unbiased stance is the most informative for our readers, and a well-written article is truthful, and in our case, we want to compact as much information as possible into one short article.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I think what CEC has done is definitely made articles a lot more accessible, like you said. Uh, we're putting everything down into a really non-biased biased format, which is definitely really important these days. Of course, fake news is a really big issue, as we covered um, a lot of during the last uh, podcast episode. So in your opinion, Rena, now that the media has played such a large part in journalism, um, everything's moved online now, of course and fake news is really prevalent. What are some pros and cons that you think have emerged as a result of this shift?
2: Yeah, so for sure, I think of Pro is that it's a lot more convenient as we discussed earlier for students for people who are working they don't have much time to see the news and in that way they can just go and um search up a short article like ours but a con is that um, a lot of fake news like you were saying has been spread through social media and through other platforms which can sometimes be confusing to a lot of our viewers and readers and um make them um like misunderstand a topic and because they're so confused about
1: it. But yeah, I'll- Amber, if you don't mind, I'm, a- I'm actually going to expand on that a little bit. I like to call social media a blob of information, meaning that everything is there and everything being in one place is not always a good thing. So while we're out here doing research, writing well-informed and nonpartisan articles, you never know the organization that might be in your feed right after us, very biased, not researching the article, Might it might even just be an ad. So... Certainly, we have to do a lot of work to make sure our articles stand out as being factful, truthful, and nonpartisan.
2: But yeah, so also to add on to that, um, I think another pro, I'm not sure if all platforms are doing this, but to um, kind of get our viewers away from the fake news. I know Instagram has started putting up messages, fact-checking a lot of articles or different news sources, so that can definitely be helpful with um, online media.
0: Uh, like Rena just said, a lot of you know different areas um, on social media, different news organizations, are putting out a lot of fake news. And you could be looking at something completely nonpartisan and factually correct um, on one post and scrolling two posts down. You can be looking at an article that's telling you something completely different. Um, from this point of view, uh, a lot of news and journalism is definitely partisan these days. That's something that is sadly a case um, in our society. But why is nonpartisan news so important? And how does CEC make sure that our news and our articles don't have any bias?
1: Yeah, so I think we at the CEC, CEC spe- specifically our leadership, a lot of us focus our time and energy on making sure our articles are nonpartisan. We actually have a pretty good split of opinions here at the CEC. And we've actually pioneered multiple projects to make sure that our articles are, are not non-partisan. Recently we worked with a local, um, local lawmaker and we wrote an article with his campaign staff actually. While he is a member of one party, obviously, from our, from our um, organization, we had two members who were more liberal leaning and two members who were more conservative leaning work with his campaign in order to make sure that you know, there was an equal balance of ideas and voices in that article. And that article is up on our website now, currenteventschronicles.weebly.com, quick plug. But if you take a look at this article, you can definitely see that we are representing every single side and all the ideas quite well actually and I think that's really important and that's what we're really trying to do here at the Current Events Chronicles.
0: Aria, right, just expanding on that, could you tell us a little bit about that project overall? Like what was your guys' role in it? What happened? How was this um, project something that was contributed towards CEC?
1: Uh, certainly. So what we did is we actually worked with this legislative this lawmakers campaign and two members of his campaign, Stefano Forte and Rebecca Oliveria. I'm sorry, I butchered those names, but I cannot pronounce them any better. But they partnered with us. And basically what they helped us understand is exactly how partisan politics can play out into actual campaign politics. And we have a very good article about it on our website. Underneath the featured works tab, it's like three articles down. It's very good. It's called how to make young people more informed voters. And we talk about how it works at each level of government, whether it's senators, congressmen, or assemblymen, and how partisan politics have a different role at each of these levels. Also at the bottom of this article, we include a lot of you know, information on how you can make sure that what you're doing, your values, a lot of that stuff may be nonpartisan and actually reflect who you are as a person. So we link something called the political compass test, which is pretty good in getting to understand you know, where you fall based on your beliefs and your ideology helps you better identify with certain candidates or certain policies in general. And what we also did is we included a couple of very valuable resources like Forbes, the Wall Street Journal, Reuters, and the Pew Research Center. These are all four very excellent nonpartisan news sources that we get a lot of our information from. And specifically speaking on Pew Research, Pew Research is the greatest collection of data that you will find out there. And I think highlighting these important resources is really important because we are, again, pushing upon that nonpartisan that, you know, we are Americans, we are all striving for one goal, you know, trying to build a more collaborative community. And that's a big part of who we are at the Current Events Chronicles.
0: With what you just mentioned, I think it's really good that you brought up all these different points about how various news sources can have different kinds of partisan views and how that can definitely impact various people. As you mentioned, during that project, it was definitely expressed very deeply how partisan views can greatly affect um, a story and change how it can be told uh, through an article. Uh, I, myself, have used peer research um, for writing articles for CEC. It's a great resource, as Aria mentioned. Um, I highly recommend that if any of you guys are interested in writing for CEC and you guys You can obviously DM us on Instagram um, that peer research is a really great place just to look at articles for self-research. Now, as you mentioned, um, a lot of news and journalism is partisan these days. Uh, So how can this partisanship be used to market or to target a certain type of people or a certain group of readers?
1: Okay, so this is actually one of our biggest challenges at the Current Events Chronicles. Obviously, we like any organization are always looking to expand. We love new writers, we love new readers. But we're not very clickbaity, so to say. You know, a lot of what goes viral on Instagram, a lot of content on Instagram is, you know, big flashy headlines, so-and-so did blah, blah, blah. You know, very biased, clear standpoint. We at the CEC, we're trying to avoid all that. We're trying to just give people raw information without our opinions. We want to let people determine their own beliefs, their own values, and just give them the information. And you know, it's been a really big challenge actually trying to figure out how do we reach new people without pandering to a side. And it's an ongoing battle for us. And we're certainly, we've certainly figured out what works and what doesn't. A lot of what we've done is we look at people who are interested in current events, interested in, you know, bipartisanship, and we target our articles at them. It's something we're doing in our marketing push lately. And we also like to make sure that all of our writers are on the same page with us because we have a very large writing staff now almost 40 people and to manage such a large group is no small fleet no small feat so it's really communication from top to bottom in making sure that we have one collective message and that is nonpartisan informational news
2: Yeah, and I think that that's one of the things that makes CEC really good is that we're not using big flashy titles just to to clickbait and get more people. We're trying to be as honest and give as much of the truth as possible.
0: I'm sure that you guys both have mentioned that it's a really big struggle for CEC, but You know, the work that CEC is doing is incredible and the fact that we are, you know, putting out news articles that are non-biased and non-partisan for students and allowing them to create their own opinions and form their own mindset is something that's really awesome in my opinion. Um, So I want to thank, of course, the both of you guys for doing all your hard work, for running everything, making sure everything um, is running smoothly and getting the articles out to the people. Aria, as someone who overlooks a CEC as a co-founder and co-president, how do you think that CEC journalists have overall contributed to the organization? Of course, they're the backbone of everything we do.
1: So this is honestly just a question of how do I express my gratitude? Because the CEC was started again a year and a half ago. We like to say we, we were founded May 2019, relaunched March, 2020. That's what we like to say around here. And the first time around, we were a very small team, like eight or nine people, which meant that we were writing all the articles. We were editing all the articles. And honestly, with that much stress on us, we were not able to make sure that we had, you know, as well-informed as detailed articles. This time around, we've got 35, 40 journalists. And these journalists have allowed our organization to be nonpartisan. Because we have such a depth in our team now, we are able to make sure that these are quality articles. And, you know, it's not that much work anymore. It's 150 words for our for our journalists and they do an excellent job with them. Without them, truly the CEC would not be what it is today.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, people like Rena and uh, even you, Arya, when you started out writing articles for CEC, it's done such an amazing thing for CEC in helping us grow and really promote uh, this non-biased, um, non-partisan kind of article that can really be uh, sent out to a really mass group of people and help spread the news in a way that is incredibly factual and informative in a way that isn't gonna be clickbaity, as we've mentioned. Yeah. Rena, what role do you think journalists play in the news industry as a journalist yourself um, and other journalists? How does this go into the creation of a really good news article?
2: Okay, um, I think that journalists play um, one of the largest roles in the news industry because most people um, if they don't have time to watch the news, they'll go and find an article written by journalists and one like ours that is nonpartisan and they'll learn their news from that. And I think that um, other than journalists, things that go into the creation of news articles are like the people's opinions in um, nonpartisan
0: like articles, Uh, yeah. All right. With that, we can pretty much start to tie off this episode of the current events coverage. Uh, I just really want to thank both of you guys, Aria and Rena, for coming on. You guys gave such incredible insight um, on journalism, everything that goes into it, um, especially the impact of fake news and partisan views in the news industry and how that has really changed everything. Of course, to our listeners, we always want to connect with you guys. So please feel free to DM us I promise we're not slow or dry responders. So if you DM us on Instagram, we'll get back to you. Whether it's if you want to write an article or if you just have a question or want to talk to us, please also, like Aria mentioned, check out our website at current events We have all our articles listed there in a really easy to read format. Uh, and remember? guys,
1: please comment below what you guys think of our new podcast format, whether or not you guys like it. We love to hear from you guys always.
0: I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Remember that our next episode is coming out on October 3rd, uh, and we will likely have a guest that episode, so please tune in. It'll be a really great episode for you guys to listen to. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.